Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Biden lied. And we now have confirmation that Joe Biden lied to the American people in that George Stephanopoulos interview about the exit strategy and the plan for Afghanistan. General Mark Milley has also come out and said that our credibility is being intensely, quote-unquote, reviewed by our allies around the world. Now, this is all coming out of these conversations on Capitol Hill, the first time we've been able to question General Milley. And what is even more disgusting is the fact we found out that their testimony Uh, What they were going to say was not even given to Congress until like 1030 at night before the hearing started. All right. Now, before I get into more of this, I do need to ask you guys to do me a favor right now if you're listening. We were attacked yesterday by a liberal website that activated their minions to go and write us bad reviews on this podcast. Uh, They do that because it actually has a huge impact on the ratings and where you rank in the podcast, and it pushed us down the chart significantly. If you have not left us a review, a five-star review, please help us fight back right now and write us a quick review wherever you're listening to this podcast. 
Now, let's go back to the reasoning behind why they waited till 1030 at night, the night before their testimony to give their official testimony to Congress. Right. So you can look over it to ask more questions about what they're going to tell you. Apparently, the reason why they did this is because the White House wanted to vet their testimony first before they even sent them over to Capitol Hill. The reason why they're now claiming is because the White House wanted to vet their testimony because they knew that there was a very good chance, apparently, that General Milley and others were not going to lie on behalf of the president of the United States of America when it came to our exit strategy. Now, there is a lot to break out here. Diaz, mark that. Three, two, one. There is a lot to break down here. I want to start with something else that is totally insane and shocking. And U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn is going to join us in a moment to talk about this. We now know that General Milley, instead of actually trying to get Americans out of Afghanistan, having a strategy to get us out of Afghanistan, making sure that we had adequate protection on the ground in Afghanistan, he was spending time undermining and dogging President and then former President Donald Trump. Apparently, anyone who was writing an anti-Trump book had unfeathered access to the Joint Chief Chairman who would give them information to make Donald Trump look bad. How bad was it? I want you to hear these questions to General Milley, confessing under oath, yes, that he leaked all the time to book authors about Donald Trump. General Milley, um, yes or no to this. Did you talk to Bob Woodard or Robert Costa for their book, Peril? Woodward, yes. Costa, no. Did you talk to Carol Leonick and Philip Rucker for their book, Alone, Can I Fix It? Yes. Did you talk to Michael Bender for his book? Book is, frankly, we did win this election, the inside story of how Trump lost. Yes. yes. No? And were you accurately represented in these books? I haven't read any of the books, so I don't know. I've seen press reporting of it. I I haven't read the book. Uh, Let's have you read the books and then let us know if you are accurately presented and portrayed. Happy to do that. Senator Blackburn. This is just totally mind-blowing. You have General Milley literally confessing, yes, I leaked to book authors about Donald Trump. In other words, anybody that hated Donald Trump, call me. I'll tell you everything you want to know about this guy. This is the man who's supposed to be serving under the president of the United States of America. Now, instead of actually getting game plans together to get Americans out of Afghanistan, this is the crap that he was pulling. Doing interviews after interview, background and leaking to different members of the media who are writing books. Now, that's not the only shocking part here that people need to understand. If he was doing this to people writing long-form books, How much information was he leaking to just everyday reporters writing articles in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post? The list could go on and on and on and on and on. I'm genuinely curious. And he's not the only one that was under questioning. Secretary Austin, quote, we didn't fully comprehend the depths of corruption and poor leadership in Afghanistan. This is the reason why he's now claiming things went badly in Afghanistan. Let's just deal with that for two seconds. You're dealing with the Taliban, folks, a, a terrorist organization that's worked with the worst people in the world. 
ISIS, Al-Qaeda, ISIS-K. The list goes on and on. They'll work with the Iranians. They'll work with anybody that would help them blow up Americans. They deceive, they lie, they steal, they blow people up, they dismember people, they behead people. This is what they do for a living. They don't exist without this type of behavior. Make no mistake about it. Okay? They, they, they don't. I mean, they, they literally do not exist, okay, without this being their identity. We blow buildings up. We blow Americans up. We kill innocent people. We, we behead people. We cut people's arms off. We kill Christians. We enslave women. This is what we do. And now we have Secretary Austin, Lloyd Austin, Defense Secretary, on the record now saying, well, I mean, one of the reasons why things went bad in Afghanistan is because we didn't fully comprehend the depths of corruption. I could have told you the depths of corruption. Hell, General Milley, some of the people you were leaking to in these books about Donald Trump have written books about the corruption in Afghanistan, the Middle East, and Afghan and Taliban, and ISIS, and ISIS-K, and the list goes on and on. If this is like new news to you that you that there's corruption in Afghanistan, even with the leaders in the military and leaders in the government and the Taliban, I don't care what side you're on, you're not paying attention. We knew there was corruption. Everybody knows there is massive corruption in the government. The government, by the way, that we supported and propped up, we knew there was corruption because, well, those guys want to live, by the way. They had to deal with the Taliban. Right. They were playing both sides. They were playing America's side as long as we protected them more than the Taliban protected them. And then as soon as America cut and run and they knew that America was leaving, they made their new best friends, which used to be their enemy, the Taliban, their best friends. We knew it. This is how it works in the Middle East. This is not confusing because this is how it's always worked in the Middle East. So for the Secretary of Defense to come out and act like, you know, breaking news, I'm shocked. We had no idea how how corrupt and how poor the leadership in Afghanistan actually was. So therefore, it's really not our fault that we left Americans behind. It's not our fault that we trusted the Taliban, a terrorist organization, to, quote, give Americans safe past the airport, which they didn't do. It's not our fault that we decided to give up Kabul when we could have controlled the entire area. It's not our fault that we gave up Bob Graham Air Base when we shouldn't have done that until we got every American out to give overwatch and give air support in case the Taliban decided to screw with us. It's not our fault. We just didn't see it coming. We didn't fully comprehend the depths of corruption and poor leadership in Afghanistan. Oh, my gosh, how stupid are you? Quickly, is due in large, portion, in large part to our planning and prepositioning of forces. As for the missions in, my judgment remains that extending beyond the end of August would have greatly imperiled our people in our mission. The Taliban made clear that their, their cooperation would end on the 1st of September. And as you know, we faced grave and growing threats from ISIS-K. So staying longer than we did would have made it even more dangerous for our people and would have not have significantly changed the number of evacuees we could get out. So as we consider these tactical issues today, we must also ask ourselves some equally tough questions about the wider war itself and pause to think about the lessons that we've learned over the past 20 years. Did we have the right strategy? Did we have too many strategies? Did we put too much faith in our ability to build effective Afghan institutions, an army, an air force, a police force, and government ministries? 
We helped build a state, but we could not forge a nation. And the fact that the Afghan army that we and our partners trained simply melted away, in many cases without firing a shot, took us all by surprise, and it would be dishonest to claim otherwise. We need to consider some uncomfortable truths that we did not fully comprehend the depth of corruption and poor leadership in their senior ranks, that we did not grasp the damaging effect of frequent and unexplained rotations by President Ghani of his commanders, that we did not anticipate the snowball effect caused by the, the deals that the Taliban commanders struck with local leaders in the wake of the Doha Agreement, that the Doha Agreement itself had a demoralizing effect on Afghan soldiers, and that we failed to fully grasp that there was only so much for which and for whom many of the Afghan forces would fight. We provided at the Afghan military with equipment and aircraft and the skills to use them. And over the years, they, they often fought bravely, and tens of thousands of Afghan soldiers and police officers died. But in the end, we couldn't provide them with the will to win, at least not all of them. And as a veteran of that war, I am personally reckoning with all of that. There it is. So, hey, you know what? Sorry, we thought we did everything we could. Apparently, you know, we just didn't see it all coming. Really? General Milley, by the way, also admitting Biden's Afghan evacuation was a, quote, strategic failure. Failure. His words. Strategic failure. If these are the guys that we're supposed to be trusting to deal with the Chinese, the Russians, and every other threat around the world, we are screwed. The president called this entire retrograde operation an extraordinary success. General Miller, in his testimony, disagreed with that assertion. General Milley, was this Afghanistan retrograde operation an extraordinary success? There's, there's two operations, Senator. Just yes or no. I, I have a lot of it, questions. It, it, was this two, an extraordinary success? Senator, with all due respect, there's two operations. There's the retrograde, which Miller was in charge of, and there's the NEO, which CENTCOM was in charge of. The retrograde was executed and ended by mid-July uh, with a residual force to defend the embassy. The NEO... You and I have discussed this. Do you, would you use the term extraordinary success for, the, for what took place in August in Afghanistan? That's the non-combatant evacuation. And I think one of the other senators said it very well. It was a logistical success, but a strategic failure. A logistical success, but a strategic failure? How dumb do they think we are? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, 
maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. We were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how how lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Joining me now to talk about this uh, is uh, U.S. Senator Marcia Blackburn. Senator, I appreciate you coming on. I-, I have never seen somebody just so willfully admit, yeah, I leak stuff all the time. I was leaking stuff on Trump to anybody that called me, anybody writing a book to take down Donald Trump or attack Donald Trump. And he was talking to all of them. Were you th- as shocked as I was when I heard all these authors? I mean, it's everybody in town. You know, Ben, we got into this because we knew he had talked to uh, Robert Costa and Bob Woodward. So that Woodward had said, yeah, he talked to us. Um, but then we found out there are these other two books that are also coming along that Millie had talked to those authors or their attributions that were made. So I said, look, on this Afghanistan hearing, let's use this as an opportunity to nail him down to see what he really did or did not do because he should not be talking about his commander-in-chief. And Trump was the commander-in-chief when he gave these interviews. So I have asked for transcripts and readouts. I want to know if he made these interviews in the presence of Pentagon staff, if he used federal resources, 
when he gave these interviews or with any information that he distributed to these reporters. Now, bear in mind, this is a general, Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman, who sits in front of us and says repeatedly yesterday, oh, I cannot give you a readout of my conversation or the exact advice I gave the president. Even though they say, yes, we told him he needed to keep 2,500 troops. But then he turns around and he willfully talks to reporters about President Donald Trump, who was at that point in time his commander-in-chief. The guy cannot do this. He cannot say on the one hand, but on the other hand. He cannot provide information about the nation's security to somebody that is outside of his chain of command. Let's talk about just the chain of command here. Uh, It's obvious, I think, from these interviews with all of these authors that that he had apparently unlimited amount of time uh, to spend with them dogging the president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, right? Because these books are about Trump and they're about attacking Trump. He clearly uh, can't stand President Trump uh, and was undermining him, especially after he lost the election. Aren't there rules about that? Like if you can't serve the president or don't feel comfortable serving the president, isn't it your duty to resign at that point? Yes, it is your duty to resign. And we had a couple of the members ask about the resignation because through this entire debacle, yesterday was the first time that we have heard from General McKenzie, the head of CENTCOM, Secretary Austin, the Secretary of Defense, and General Milley, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And we have tried to get with them because we've had 2,000 cases that we're trying to work on getting people out of Afghanistan. And they have been unavailable. They've been unavailable until yesterday to come to us at Senate Armed Services. And then, Ben, they submitted their testimony at 10.30 at night on Monday night, limiting the amount of time we had to prepare. They said the testimony was late because, get this, the White House had to review the testimony. Well, the White House needs to remember, and these generals need to remember, we do not have the military controlling the people in the government in this country. It is the people that are in charge, the civilian sector that is in charge of not only the government, but of the U.S. military. You know, you look at the questioning, and and I have about four different aspects of this that I want to cover. So I want to go back to just the credibility issue right now. Uh, yesterday, uh, one of your colleagues uh, from, from Mississippi was asking this exact question, Roger Wicker, saying, hey, like, how bad is our credibility now with our allies? And, and, and General Milley did say, he said, well, we're in a kind of a time of like they're, they're looking at what happens next. But he did say he did agree with the assessment that there has been damage done to our credibility. It's more than just damage. I mean, we've got the UK saying we won't count on America with with military exercises and doing things together right now, at least not under the Biden administration, because we just can't trust them. This is more than damage. We have people now saying we can't rely on America as an ally. 
Well, that is very true. And think about our friends in Hong Kong and in Taiwan, because China is all in the middle of this. And you have a U.S. military that has promised to be there to help you, and you can't depend on them. Think about Qatar and the Qataris who have really stepped up and have said, hey, USA, you're dropping the ball on this. We've got one of your biggest bases here at Doha, and we're going to step up and help you, but you got to get your act together on this. How about Jordan, another of our allies? How about Israel? My goodness, look at what they're facing now, because you have the Chinese who are backing the Taliban and had already signaled to us they were going to be backing the Taliban. They never give direct military support. They do political and economic support. And they're backing the Taliban because they knew they were going to end up being in charge of Afghanistan. And the Chinese Communist Party wants a direct land route from Beijing to Tehran. They want to manufacture affordable air quotes around, affordable uh, military equipment, and Iran, Tehran, wants to supply that to their terrorist proxy organizations like Hezbollah and Hamas and ISIS and Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. And now you have a safe haven for terrorists there in Afghanistan so they can go cook up their plots, so they can attack us, because of Joe Biden, the world is a much less safe place, and his conduct has been disgusting. Well, let, let's talk about the Americans that are left behind. There was a very yeah. interesting back and forth uh, at this committee hearing yesterday on that exact question, and it was talking ab about how many Americans have been left behind. You say, you know, that you aren't going to leave people behind, but even Senator Tom Cotton uh, made it clear you guys did leave Americans behind. Don't act like you didn't. You you did. In fact, we're we're trying to get them out. I know you're involved in that. How, do we know even how many Americans have been left behind right now? And I'm talking about American citizens, not 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 counting any of the people that we promised we'd get them out. The translators and uh, and others that it, that it helped us and worked in our embassy and worked with our troops. Just American citizens. And that was the point Senator Cotton and you and others were making is you, you guys have left people. Don't act like you didn't leave people behind. You left Americans behind. Yes, and they did, and they could not give us an answer. Senator Cotton asked. Uh, Senator Sullivan asked. Senator Kane uh, asked. Um, so there was a bipartisan frustration about not getting a number. Senator Kane, who's out of Virginia, even told him he's, during our first round of questioning, he said, okay, I'm going to ask you this question again when we do the second round of questioning and you've got all of this support staff sitting back there. Give me a number. How many Americans are left? How many of our allies are left? How many of our Afghan partners are left? How many family members are left? They don't know. State doesn't know. DOD doesn't know. And we left that hearing yesterday still without a number of American citizens 
that are in harm's way and are behind enemy lines. And they, even this far, 45 days after it been, they have not developed a list. So you look at this debacle and you have to say, they intended it to be this way. And they don't give a ripping flip about who is left in Afghanistan. Joe Biden wanted to be out by September 11th. He wanted to say, hey, look at me. I'm the guy. I did this. I ended the war. But he missed the whole point. It's not the war with Afghanistan. It is the war on terror. And what he has done is to embolden the terrorists because it's a group of people that have been loyal to an ideology. And now, and they've always rallied around the ideology, the let's have a global jihad. And now he has turned a country over to them. So they have a safe haven to go in and plan their dirty deeds. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. 
We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Senator, I want to get into another major point that came out uh, when you guys were questioning our military leaders. Uh, One of those is they seem to be honest uh, about the fact that they did, in fact, advise Joe Biden to not pull all troops out. They both claim, basically, that that when they were testifying before you, that they wanted to leave a force probably about 2,500 to maybe 3,500 troops in Afghanistan. That's actually the the Trump plan, the Trump doctrine, if you want to be honest about it. So Joe Biden lied to George Stephanopoulos. He lied to the American people, and he said no one told him uh, that we should leave troops there. Otherwise, the whole country would fall quickly. Were you shocked by the candor and, and really in many ways, telling the truth through the president completely under the bus here that he lied to the American people. Yeah, you know, I think what they did do is throw the president un- under the bus. And I thought that's kind of the hill that they all chose to, I guess, die on, if you will, because I doubt they're going to be uh, in their positions for very much longer because they each Said. And you know what, Ben, this confirms what General Scotty Miller told us in a classified setting, that there had been the recommendation that there be a minimum of 2,500 troops so that they could hold the Bagram airfield and the prison that was there. They could hold the embassy and provide support at H. Kaya Airport. So 2,500 was the minimum. As General McKenzie said yesterday, and he's the commander of CENTCOM, that they had recommended that they plus up to 4,000 so that they could appropriately conduct an investigation. But, of course, what they said was General Miller, General McKenzie's advice was communicated to the president. He received that advice, but he decided to do something differently. Now, what they kind of nuanced and beat around the bush about was whether or not they, as the joint, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs serves as the president's primary um, military advisor. So what we don't know is if General Milley took the time to say, Mr. President, we're going to lose troops and we're going to lose people. We cannot facilitate at that tempo. We don't know if he challenged the president in any way, shape, or form. Now, the other little tidbit on this is that yesterday in Jen Psaki's briefing, she kind of raised the curtain a little bit 
when she said, well, in addition to the generals, we get other advice. So we know that Susan Rice, Ron Klain, Jake Sullivan, Anthony Blinken, uh, that they all had been advised by the generals also on what should be the withdrawal strategy and an Afghanistan strategy. And we are now left to ask the question, well, did they advise the president just to move forward and do what he wanted to do and say to hell with the advice of the commanders on the ground. We're going to take that victory dance on September 11th, come hell or high water, so roll the dice. It's going to be messy regardless. Roll the dice, let's get out of there. So that creates another set of questions, and I am sure that our colleagues in the House are going to pick up on some of these things as they have General Millie Austin and McKenzie in front of them today. Let's talk quickly about your tweet. Uh, you you have said, and, and there's been so many, I think it's actually sad, what we have seen now happen. And I'm talking about the politics of every time someone doesn't like somebody, uh, it's, you know, well, we got to impeach him or they must resign uh, or you, you, et cetera. You're not one of those that's done that. Uh, you did tweet out, and I want people to understand why you're saying this. You believe that the president, Joe Biden, should resign over the Afghan debacle, give people the reasoning behind it because there's so many people now, unfortunately, like, oh, I don't like him, resign. Oh, we should impeach him, impeach that person, impeach this person, impeach Trump again. Let's impeach this person. That's not what you're saying here. It's not because you don't uh, like Joe Biden. That's not why you're saying he should resign. It's because of his actual handling as the commander in chief over Afghanistan. Uh, that is that is correct. When and as I said in my second round of questioning to General Milley, his job is to make certain that all of the commanders, all of our combatant command, like CENTCOM, SOUTHCOM, that they all understand what their mission is, that everybody is ready to move forward to fulfill their mission. And General Milley did not fulfill that obligation. He is also there to advise the President of the United States. Now, President Biden, with how he made his decision of coming out on a date certain and breaking the agreement with our allies, with our NATO partners, with the Afghan government, by putting our troops in peril, putting them in an impossible situation, causing confusion with our allies. Uh, they're not knowing if they can trust us. Indeed, General Milley yesterday admitted that our credibility is damaged. Because of that, and his role as Commander-in-Chief, Joe Biden should resign. Kamala Harris, who says she was the last person in the room and that she fully supported this decision, she should resign. General Milley, Secretary Austin, they should resign. Antony Blinken, Jake Sullivan, who's the head of national security. These are all people who should resign because of the damage they have done to our men and women in uniform, to our commitment with our allies. This is 
something that we are going to suffer the consequences of these decisions for decades to come. Last question for you, uh, Senator, and this is uh, going to be a quick pivot, but it's an important issue. We're hearing about a possible government shutdown. We've also been told that even yeah. Bernie Sanders is now threatening to blow up the Biden spinning splurge right. if his certain conditions aren't met. We've been told that the president's been whining and dining certain Democrats uh, in the Senate, your colleagues begging them to get on board with the, the, the biggest increase in spending in our life, my lifetime, certainly. Uh, where are well, we in with this budget? Well, lifetime, this is bigger than what Roosevelt and Lyndon Johnson did together. So the New Deal and the Great Society, this is more spending than those two combined. But uh, we are hearing that Pelosi and Schumer are going to do a CR that will go through December 3rd. They're not going to get my vote for it. But what they do not want is to have this government shutdown on their watch. And then Biden is going to continue to push to finish this reconciliation bill. But the more he talks about it, the more people come out and say, I'm not voting for that. So let him keep talking. Senator, I really appreciate your time. Obviously, uh, we're going to have you back on very soon. Uh, quick reminder for you guys, make sure you hit the share button and share this podcast with your family and friends. Also, if you have not written us a review, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we got attacked by a liberal website and they had a call to action asking people to write us bad reviews uh, on Apple iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, etc. So wherever you're listening to this right now, if you have not written a review for our podcast, if you would do that, help us fight back. They're trying to push this show down the charts uh, and have other shows above it that are liberal. So if you guys will help us fight back, we'd really appreciate it. Write us a review and share this podcast on social media with your family and friends. All right, I'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you Amazing. in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
So a couple years ago, I hit 40 years old, and man, did things change. I didn't have the same strength and vitality that I had before, and I didn't have what I wanted, and that was the ability to work out and have a blast doing it. So then the pounds started packing on. Well, thank goodness I found Chalk, C-H-O-Q, and they're helping real American men just like you maximize your masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking the Chalk Vitality Stack for over a year now, and not only am I working out, I've now lost 50 pounds. So if you're ready to maximize your masculinity today, go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use promo code Ben for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. C-H-O-Q.com, code Ben, limited time offer. Subscription is cancelable at any time. Chalk.com.